0: One. What's up everyone, this is Danae with the Podcast Posse And we're here again with all four of us All four um, Which is crazy because we spent like two months, three months trying to get everyone together And we recorded once, I guess, or what was it, Sunday And we're here again on Wednesday with all four of us
1: I think what it is is the momentum that we're trying to carry Because we got overall good responses from our point of view so, yeah, we're just trying to continue that.
2: And our and your feedback definitely got us going. Thank you.
0: Yeah. We we um, launched our first episode on Monday. I think it was 2 p.m. And I think by 4 or 5, we were almost at 100 listens, that, yeah. which is crazy. Like, that I didn't is. think so many people would listen to us.
1: Nah, it's definitely, it definitely is because I remember when I told you guys, I'm like, what, what's our goal? And for me, it was like it's 100 because if you – gather a hundred people in one room and you think about how many people that is and then just think about them having headphones in, listening to our podcast, that's kind of a lot, you know?
3: Yeah, how many people could fill up the (laughs) Phil-Am? Because that's that's, that's what I'm expecting uh, to be listening to this podcast, at least, minimum, every time.
0: Well, right now we're at 196 and it's 70-something hours.
1: Yeah. So So
0: I think that's awesome. I think the feedback, uh, where everyone just reposting our our logo or episode I think that's awesome yeah we
1: really appreciate that guys
0: yeah and continue to do that continue to share and so we can you know gain the followers and and spread the love and the information that we have um, to give
3: and uh, with that uh, we want to go into some of the feedback that we got and kind of just address uh, some things because we do want to know that we are listening Uh, we want you guys to know that we're listening Um, and just kind of ...go through some of these things and share our thoughts on them. Uh, So I'm going to start because I think one of the ones that we got was uh, that our episode was a bit too long. Um, I don't think that... I refute that. Uh, I I truly believe that uh, one hour is, you know, um, that's that's really quick. Uh, If we're talking about things that are meaningful to us or, you know, we're just naturally having a conversation between friends uh that an hour is gonna come really naturally and so um you should expect probably between an hour 30 hour 45 every episode yeah we'll
1: try to keep it as brief as possible but I mean that's what we're that's what we're shooting for an hour and a half and you don't necessarily have to listen from start to end you can break it down you know that's what I do when I listen to podcasts
0: yeah I think if we talk about multiple um topics we can um we can tell you, you know, which time slot it is. So if you're, if you're more intrigued to, talk, to listen to um, a certain one, then you can just, you know, fast forward to it.
2: Yeah. And again, we're learning as the audience is listening and giving us feedback. So your feedback is definitely valuable to us. So maybe down the line, we'll have something that might be 20 minutes long or maybe a different segment. Uh, but we're working on that. Uh, another feedback that we definitely got is that we were cutting each other off
1: me in particular cutting off may we could just address that
2: well i mean we, i think we all cut each other off at some point yeah uh, but again it's our first time so this is this is us trying to get a gauge on exactly <laughs> what it is that we're doing here uh but no that that definitely kind of uh, pointed out some pain points in the project that we're doing here so we'll definitely address that moving forward so go ahead
0: but you also have to understand like we <laughs> here it goes again <laughs> we're doing this for fun like this is something that we do for fun like we don't get paid for this so it's like people are that are too critical of us like don't expect too much out of it you know like we're gonna give you you know the most like you know product at the end but like this is you know we're having fun doing this so it's not like you know like we're like looking at the rules while we're recording so it's all it's all fun.
3: But if you are listening and do have something you would like us to advertise and you want to pay us out of pocket. You know? <laughs> hey, for real though, <laughs> so, because at the end of the day, it's all about the dollars, right? about the dollars. Nah. Um, yeah, this is, this is for fun for us. Um, it's something that uh, we're passionate about and something we want to uh, keep up. And so um, I think that that goes into this next point about going off topic. So...
2: Yeah, so we probably went off topic a lot last time. A majority of it was because we were nervous. Well, at least I was nervous. I don't know if anybody else was. And um, there were a couple of things that we didn't share on specific topics that we definitely wanted to dive into. Um, we missed several things on the Me Too movement and the uh, Judge Kavanaugh situation. Uh, we apologize for that, but again, we're learning as we're going. Um, and we'll make sure that we stay on top of the topic moving forward.
1: And then also, too, this is a podcast. So this is a very genuine conversation between three of my friends. So there's going to be times to where we're going to go on these tangents. You just have to bear with us. Yeah, we do have a narrative that we try to stick to, but and it's going to happen. It's, it's, it's inevitable. So... um
3: was there any other feedback that you guys got that you guys wanted to address right now?
1: So we what not mentioning people in the podcast? That's something that we don't wanna do, right? Or
0: I think it's something that people requested us not to do. And um, and I feel like if I have a specific topic we're talking about and I wanna use an example, maybe I'll use a Jane Doe, but I'm gonna use it. Yeah. Right? Like to get my point across. Yeah, so, me too,
1: because this shit's
2: um, it's real. Yeah. 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 We'll be respectful of yeah. the names, but I mean, if the story has to get out, just understand that you're helping a bigger purpose. Yeah. And that's it.
1: Yeah, because at the end of the day, the reason why we chose to do a podcast is because we want to inspire people through our interest. And something that we talk about might spark an idea or spark an ins- inspiration to an individual that's listening. And that's pretty much the the storyline about this podcast. So. Cool. All right. All right.
3: I think our first official segment uh, outside of outside of feedback is we wanted to get into social media today. Um, I think it's um, a good segue into everything that we we talk about on a regular basis. Um, if you know me, you know that social media uh, is used regularly um, for for multiple reasons. Um, if you follow me on Snapchat, you know I like to sing into the camera quite a bit, um, but um, mostly we want to talk about how it can be healthy and unhealthy. Uh, did anybody want to start us off
2: on that? Uh, sure. We could start, I mean, several different places with social media. I think our generation, or at least the generation of the people in this room, uh, we started a kind of a uh, really trend. The transition in the times that we lived in from 90s into the 2000s. Because we've seen it all, huh? Yeah, we absolutely did. It was kind of just nostalgic to the point where we think about stuff like AOL, Instant Messenger, MySpace. And then what it's become at this point or this time and age is is absolutely phenomenal. It's exciting at times. And then other times it could be a little dark. It can.
1: Can you think back to the first social media that you were like a member of? Or, oh, hands
2: down, MySpace.
1: Was it MySpace? Yeah. Because well, I think was, there was something else, right? There was Zanga. Yeah, Zanga. Zanga. there was Zanga. There but was but I wasn't on hype
3: on
2: that. Uh, we, we, I was on that.
3: Yeah, I was yeah. too. Hello. Nene was the queen of Zanga. She had the, <laughs> no, whole, she had the design, she had things falling the No, that's from the MySpace. Top of the, oh, that's
0: MySpace. Zanga was more of like a blog, like you talked about. Um, yeah, it was basically a blog, but it was a platform for blogs. Um, I was definitely on Zenga. I don't want to go back to look at it cuz I don't know what the hell I was talking yeah, about and right. but it's on there. Like if you google my name, my Zynga's on there.
1: Damn, it's you could still pop that up? Yeah. yeah. Really? Because yeah. when I try to pop up, you know, with the the shout out to Hood Proper, you know, me and Arson P and <laughs> a few other members, you know, we had a little hip hop group going on. And we were on my. Well, of course, everybody was on MySpace, but we had a MySpace music page. And sometimes I go back to those pages and you know want to listen to my music just because it's, it's it's nostalgic. You know, it brings me back to those times to where we were up at three a.m. just writing rhymes and you know kicking flows and stuff. But yeah, um, yeah, it just we're also really good. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, that whoa, was really whoa! Good. Yeah, my on, guys. Whoa. <laughs> no Man, I, you were one of our I, first fans i
0: was but i can't remember a single song and and if you mm-hmm. played it i probably would and I'm like, what yeah, it was what hip
1: proper was it was like it was the starting point to something that we all just branched off and did our own thing like me i was the youngest one i started rapping with them when i was 14 years old so i didn't have the vocabulary or the the, the lyrics i didn't have none of that but then they molded me into something they molded my my kind of my, my flow in a way. And then when I did start to do my other thing with my boy Lorel, then I noticed that we got a buzz. But we're going off of this is this is but social. Weren't media. you guys
0: all like weren't weren't you guys all in hood proper at one time?
1: Yeah, kind
2: of. Not I mean,
0: me. I think you were. <laughs> no,
2: not at all. But I mean, for for what you guys were doing at the age, what were you like fourteen, fifteen, sixteen? That was I mean to me, if you think about think back to it, marketing wise, the names, the you know, everything that you guys did was actually pretty impressive because we're having a difficult time just starting a podcast, trying to get everybody together. But in those times, it was actually pretty basic, pretty simple.
1: And I think that's what propelled us to to do music, because we had a, a platform to display our music and bring it out to the general public, you know, or to the audience or whatever few audience that we had. But um, I loved it because it gave somebody um, a sense of identity Something that they wanted to not necessarily portray, you know. And that was
2: MySpace directly that, that pointed you guys to that effort, right? Yeah, yeah, 100%. So, so yeah. I'm I'm just going to share my personal, my first memory of MySpace. Uh, I remember finding it. I don't exactly remember how or anything like that. Uh, but what I do remember is sharing it one day in my Italian class with, and I'm going to name drop in this situation because I'm pretty sure he doesn't care, he'd love to get a shout out on this, is my boy Akeem. Uh, Akeem Lane? Mm-hmm. No. No? You know Akeem. Different Akeem? No. Oh, the other Akeem. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Too, okay, go ahead. Yeah, and it was in the Italian class and I told him uh, Lindsey Lohan was following me and so, was she really? Yeah, at that time. I don't know if it was real Lindsay Lohan. Looked certified or not. I don't think it was the time of the certifying. But she was following
1: me. So I told him,
2: yeah, I got Lindsay Lohan following me. And it just became kind of like a... a it, D- you,
1: did you see her? Like, I, I just got a uh, a, notif- well, that was oh, a notification. Oh, you know what? Yeah. Um, Tila Tequila. She was like, <laughs> yeah. D- she
2: was messaging people, DMing people at this point. But and, speaking of
1: Lindsay Lohan, she, um, she... Well, you know, she kind of had a downfall or whatever. But there was a video that I seen on IG just recently. Um, she was in Europe, I guess, or somewhere. I'm not sure where she was. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I guess she was dating, like, some Arabic guy. And um, <laughs> I don't know. They broke up. I don't know, I don't know what the backstory was. Yeah, she was twacked out on Yeah, her. she was chasing down these kids. Yeah. And she was, like, I talking seen- in this fake Arabic, like, yeah accent yeah. and she was trying to get them keep the kids with her she was pretty much trying to kidnap the kids well
2: no well, she was like she asked them hey do you guys want to come stay with me and, and, and she
1: got punched in the face for it
2: <laughs> yeah because she tried to touch their kids the
1: parents eventually were like all right get the well, fuck she away from me
0: them of trafficking yeah. yeah
1: oh my god but you see that's the thing that we're we're trying to touch on because we wouldn't have we wouldn't have this information or we wouldn't be able to be exposed to this type of news if it wasn't for social media you know it bring it, it it kind of um, it keeps you aware of what's going on without necessarily having to dive in yourself to do the own research. It's right there in front of your face. Whatever's trending.
0: I think it's it's transformed because MySpace never did that. No. MySpace was a yeah. bunch of drama. Like I was the queen of MySpace in my time. Um, I designed, I probably designed everyone's MySpace <laughs> at one point. Yeah. But um, it wasn't it wasn't that of like. Um, the stuff that social media shows now, it, it was basically you talk about your day and you, you leave people comments and you show pictures and everything, which is crazy because it's transformed since then.
3: Yeah, and, you know, uh, back then you only had, you know, eight top friends, you know, and it was that. very limiting. Was I on there? And was then uh, you were on, my, uh, I think all of you guys were on mine at one point. Or another, I was um, on
1: yours. I remember that. Yeah, so. I don't think I remember. Being I, on. Was but but sure what, what I was very cognizant of what what top eight list. I was on. You know, you
0: Lord. were never on. my
1: Sorry, top eight. I know that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but that design aspect, a lot of people kind of were, because a lot of the conversation on Twitter, another social media aspect of it, was that uh, that when they were on MySpace, they actually were experiencing some coding that they were doing in their yeah. lifetime, which is absolutely true they were who knows what how far it would have gone if myspace I've, would have learned,
0: stayed on. I've learned coding from myspace i've learned hex colors like i know what color white is black is HTML. i learned so much from myspace and when i actually went to college i wanted to do computer science because of all that but I, it didn't happen but i learned a lot from it and um And it was a huge platform for me.
1: So you guys think that MySpace transcended over to Facebook and then Facebook was kind of like the groundbreaking, uh, what do you guys think? In terms of groundbreaking? Not groundbreaking, but it was pretty much like the foundation of like, this is how social media is supposed to be ran. And we're going to,
3: you know what I'm talking about? I think the purpose of, I think the purpose of of Facebook after it evolved a little bit um, from its original reason was that uh <clears throat> to be able to see the timeline and the importance of the timeline and how like before you were just uh post MySpace posts and so you would drop MySpace posts and um but it wouldn't be in a timeline where you it was basically the whole website and all you were seeing was what people posted and once Facebook got popular it was more of just like people were just shooting thoughts out there um, and just kind of, it was just kind of showing up on your timeline. It's like, oh, this person's thinking this, this person's thinking that. Um, and then you'd see some pictures, some videos, and that's where you kind of kept yourself updated with people that you knew. Uh, but then came the evolution of social media again. And I think that that is Twitter. Um, and Twitter is super important because it, it continues that same legacy of just like uh, people momentarily or just kind of like uh, knee-jerk reactions or just kind of like uh, saying whatever they want, whatever's on their mind. And that's just the, uh, and that's, you know, that's the importance of Twitter right now. That's that's why Twitter is king right now, because people just say whatever they want, whatever they're thinking all the time. That's why our president uh, decides that he wants to tweet at uh, four o'clock in the morning at at
1: people. So I think it's a way that you use Twitter, too, because for me, um, I'm I'm not saying that I'm, like, super active on my social medias. I have Instagram and Snapchat. I don't have, like, tons of followers. You know, I, I post occasionally. I use Twitter more for a, like, for a news source. You know, I have, I follow all types. Of, I follow Trump. I follow Obama. I like to get the, you know, the right-wing perspective. I like to get the left-wing perspective. I just want to know. know what's going on in the world, you know, and... For me that's that's how I use Twitter more of a, for a news a news platform. Hot takes yeah
3: definitely and I, I think like people like um, Sean King, uh, if you guys know who Sean King is, he's a social activist uh, he really made uh, he really made a name for himself on Twitter because he would uh, bring transparency to things um, that were happening uh, especially with Uh, police shootings and all the police shootings especially in 2016 when um, all of that was like increasing in transparency Um, he's actually coming out here uh, in a couple weeks if you guys want to join me for that but he made he made himself or he made himself popular and it was for a really good reason It, it was for to I mean I know it's to push an agenda but at the same time he was just trying to um bring awareness to people about things that were actually happening. And before, that was controlled by news outlets, major news outlets. And as we can see with Fox News now, you know, that's very one-sided. Uh, it can be very one-sided or, you know, the, the full truth isn't always going to be reported on those news stations for whatever reason. Well,
1: they have an audience that they're trying to please, though. Yeah, of course. Oh, so that's what it is. I mean... Fox, CNN, they're going to be Super biased because, I mean, they have to be Because that's how they're going to get their views
2: Yeah, Sean King definitely has his Bias Absolutely,
3: he's pushing an agenda Like I think at the end of the day, all Twitter is Or all those blue checks on on Twitter are pushing some kind of agenda There's a purpose behind Every tweet that they um, Send out But, but, uh, you know, that's all just In uh, spreading Awareness um, but those are things that are great about social media, um, but there's definitely some negatives about social media.
0: Um, I have to admit that I was telling Birdie about this um, that my um, guilty pleasure is social media so i mean i I was involved in Zanga I was involved in I was involved in my space um, and then here comes Twitter and um and instagram and snapchat and facebook and so it's all these like toxic you know platforms that people can tear you down in and i feel like um every morning I got to wake up and I'd be like, okay, let me go on Instagram. Like who, you know, how many, I wasn't even interested in likes, but I was interested in what people were posting or who, who they were posting their stuff in. And um, so I would open in, I would, I would open um, Instagram and scroll through. I would open Snapchat, scroll through. I open Facebook, scroll through. And then I'll go back around. I mean, I'm not, I, I know I'm not the only one who does this, but it becomes like a toxic relationship with like you and your, with you and your phone. Um, I believe that um, peace with your, with your phone, like putting your phone down, you know, uh, for a certain amount of time during the day is healthy for you. I mean, but to be realistic, like we're all human and we all like, you know, like pick up our phone. I was listening to a podcast this morning about how social media affects like your, you know, your mental health. And, um, and it's crazy because she was talking about how she put her phone down, she put her phone down and she was she just wanted like like she knew she had notifications she knew she had like likes and comments and everything And she wanted to touch her phone so bad and she was on vacation it was like a four day vacation that she took in like four years so it was just interesting because it's like I'm that's me like you know like when I put my phone down I'm like damn like what's on my phone right now like how many notifications I have which is so toxic in this world nowadays um, I've learned you know in the past couple of months to um, to use it for the better right so like I repost like, any positive like feed like hell yeah like you know Motivation Mondays like that's me like um, you know like that reposting everything like that? Um, if I read a book and I like something that um, like a quote I'm, I'm reposting and I get so much good feedback and for me to just receive that is so healthy for me because I'm like hey I'm like I'm helping someone but then it's like on the other side of the spectrum too like they're like I'm helping them too yeah so you learn to use it for the good um, in a toxic environment
1: so for me there was a time to where I had to accomplish something that was a little bit bigger than myself or something that I was like way too far down the line in and I noticed that social media was kind of getting in the way because when I needed to study I would go on my phone and like intuitively I would just hit on the, the IG, the IG, um, my IG app. And I was just like, bro, why am I, why am I hitting this for? I just checked. I just checked the feed. There's nothing there that's going to be there. That's going to be any different. But what was healthy for me was I had to just delete the app because I knew that I had to be really diligent in something. I knew that. I know that for me my attention span can be very, very, very low. And I just deleted it and I realized how much I accomplished. And I think that the first step is to realize or to notice that this is going to be detrimental to something that you're trying to accomplish. And that first step should be to just go away from it for a little bit, you know, delete your, just delete, you don't have to delete your page, but just delete the app, so it's not there no more, so you don't have the access to, to go on there, and that that helped me out tremendously, and I remember, like, in four or five months, I realized, I'm like, wow, like, look at all the shit that I got done, because I don't have this distraction, you know, if you feel like you don't have that distraction, and you're totally, you have this self-control, then go ahead, do it, you know, go ahead, go on, social media all you want there's apps for it too there's apps that that lets you know that how much you're going on there or your phone too right Rico yeah your phone actually detects how much battery life
2: you're using on every application at least with the new ios update and i'm sure android does it too yeah so um are you done i'm sorry
1: No, I was saying too, because I was listening to a podcast and I'm not sure what it was. I'm pretty sure there's way more apps, but there's an app that you can download and you can adjust the settings and it pretty much monitors and monitors your social media use to where you could hit on the app 10 times a day. And once you go over that limit, then it locks you out completely. And I think that's probably another healthy alternative or just an alternative if you feel like you're abusing social media, you know?
2: yeah um I think that's a little uh i mean to that point it's a it's a pretty significant issue that you have with social media which school, every pretty much everyone has it but we think i think we need to understand that we're all creatures of habit, yeah and social media kind of pleases a lot of the things that we're naturally looking for in in certain scenarios, whether it's likes whether it's uh instant feedback um and, and those type of things kinda of put us in a wormhole when it comes to social media and it, it kinda of feeds into into what you know, what we can easily be addicted to. Uh, including those likes,
1: it right? almost gives you that like instant gratification. Huh? Exactly, it's yeah. like when you post something. Yeah. I remember I'd post something. I'm like, oh shit, this ain't the right time. This ain't the right time. I got to delete this shit and post it. Post again. it again. Yeah. yeah. You know and then,
2: then there's actual there's absolute data on that that shows yeah. you what time is the best time to post something. You can Google it. I, yeah, yeah, you can actually. Yeah. So the thing is, to me, is that um it, it kind of balances actually imbalances things out for you Um, it it kind of distracts you and it also causes makes you uh, multitask but um, not everybody's good at multitasking it's become an issue to where people are just not texting and driving anymore it's become an issue to where people are on social media and driving now why you look at me like that (laughs) because you almost cost my life a couple of times but another story Um, I just think the problem (laughs) is distraction Um, Again, it feeds into what we love as human beings, and it's okay. That's not the problem. The problem is that we're so distracted that we miss things, whether it's it's things that hit our core values, which is like, I don't know, maybe you missed a a scenario with your family that you probably shouldn't have missed or whether it's missed you missed a fucking red light and got hit but it got t-boned by another car yeah you know it's 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 such a huge gap but at the end of the day distraction is the ultimate to me in my personal opinion it's the
1: ultimate percent. Oh, so it kind of sounds like we're shitting on social media but we're just pointing out how it can be very toxic for you. But, I mean, there's also a plus side to that spectrum, too. It could be very healthy, if Albert wants to touch on that, because he is the king of (laughs) recording himself singing in (laughs) sync.
3: No, I think um, for me, you know,
1: in my profession,
3: working with children, um, I crave, um, you know, interactions with adults. And so, for me...
1: How so, though? Because if you're working with children, why would you... I'm just... yeah, I'm just No, no, I'm not
3: talking about during, but I'm just talking about like you're you're like all like all day you're you're I'm in a classroom with children and the only interaction that I have with adults are, you know, feedback that I'm getting from my my school leaders or like, you know, talking to my peers, but, you know, like and then I go home and I I go to sleep like, you know, and that's literally a cycle that I go through for 5 days and so in order to be in interacting with the outside world, sometimes I just want to know that, you know, like People know that I'm here, you know what I mean? And I think that, um, you know, sometimes that can be a a great thing and sometimes that's like enough for people, but I think there's also a point at which that can become a bigger problem um, where you are posting for to be seen, but um, you're not actually, it's not actually validating how you're feeling.
1: Nay, how do you, like, how do you use it in a healthy sense?
0: Um, So I'm a mom of two boys and I know there's, like, controversy of, like, if you should post your kids or you shouldn't post your kids, but I am one of those who do post my kids. Um, But I also don't let random people follow me. I don't follow random people besides celebrities who don't follow me back. So, I mean, I don't think it's an issue. But I do feel like, um, I mean, there's family members out there who want to see my kids, who don't see my kids a lot. And there's people that maybe my story or being a young mom and being a young being a young wife might inspire someone you know one day so i do it i do it for inspiration i do it for motivation for other people um um i come by as a really negative person so i think me by expressing Not at all. <laughs> <very funny. laughs> um so by me you know like posting like about my kids about my family me, me being in a vul- vulnerable state i think that um breaks that <laughs> um but um but i think it's like even with the podcast i think it's brought positivity to other people because like we have what like a couple you know like a 100 plus followers within like a you know a month right and i mean even though that's not where we would want to be well of course we want to be more but i feel like we've already like four you know four kids for four people from pittsburgh and just trying to make a difference in people's lives um yeah I think that's huge for people and to, and to see that and for people to be so proud of us like how many times did you guys get like a DM saying like I'm Hell so proud yeah. of you guys? I loved it. I
1: loved it. I yeah. loved it. Yeah.
0: And and I think it's f- surprising for most people that I'm like even on it, right? Like I'm like this person that's super pessimistic and you know like don't like I'm not like super um I'm 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 blunt, I guess, but I'm not like outspoken, you know, where I'm like recording myself and showing myself in that sense. Um, but I think it's I think it could work in positive aspects. But I think a lot of it nowadays come from unhealthy habits. Yeah. yeah.
1: So for, for me, the way that I use social media is one to connect with family members that I don't see on a daily basis. Like I remember I'd be at a family party. I would see a, a distant cousin, but we know that we're cousin. We know that we're blood and we're like, all right, well, check you out, bro. I'll see you next year as long as that I'm, I, I know that you're good on social media. It's all good. Right. Uh, two is that. I find inspiration on social media like one the thing that gets me going is um, I love finding compassionate people and on I mean there's also a negative side but then you you find these compassionate people to whether it's animals to whether it's people to whether it's helping people out or just whatever you know whatever facet Um, I love it because it's it's very it's very warm-hearted like for me like when I when I see that and then also too it inspires me I see some person just out there grinding getting it like for example the rock the Rock, I always look at his, and I'm like, damn! Like, how does this guy do this? He comes out with like a jillion movies a year. He's in the gym at 4 a.m. just grinding, and it's just nothing but positivity. So, like, that stuff right there motivates and inspires me. You know, and like, when I try to do my post or whatever, like, I remember when I, when Snapchat first came out, I kind of wanted to be that person for my circle or just the people that followed me. You know, and that just rubs off on you. You know, it really does. But yeah, I think that's pretty much our take on it. Social media is unhealthy, but it also could be very healthy for you, too.
2: Yeah. So in, in my perspective, I sit on the opposite end of the negative aspect of social media. And then Bertie and I talked about I also sit on the opposite end of A.I. and, and all that.
1: Me and this guy was mm-hmm. going back. And forth. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but Not I think uh, social media, it feeds into our, uh, I guess, defects, if you want to use that word as a human being. And but I also think at the same time it challenges us as human beings. But it also kind of gives us a a platform to Mm -hmm. be better. Um, And in that scenario, I mean, you look at people who are into fitness and then other people that are looking to get into fitness and you can find instant inspiration on social media. Um, You can find multiple aspects of that, whether it's professionally, whether it's a, a hobby, um and in in my personal perspective what i like to use um because uh, again i don't think i've ever been known as a creative person but for social media i like to show people that you can absolutely use something as minimal as a phone to capture images edit them and then share them with the people who you you know bro, you inspire like you know,
1: bro it is
2: and, and the thing is, is, the way it started wasn't something that I originally intended to be something that's fire. I was just walking around as a security. Uh, I was working security at the time when Instagram first started popping, and I'm just walking around, just capturing pictures. I'm like, oh, this looks cool. Maybe somebody will like this. And and then from there, it just kind of just stemmed into a, a, a hobby that's kind of become more than a hobby to me. And and. Ever since then, I haven't looked back. It's been fun.
3: Yeah, I think going back to what you started with, with like, uh, or what um, Birdie was talking about about connecting with family and friends, um, I just want to shout out two people right now uh, Rico's Pops, uh, who's been sending me some things more lately about, uh, you know, sending sending other things to my, my followers. But um, no, my grandma actually, we don't speak a lot, and she actually uses. Uh, she uses Facebook a lot to just reach out, and and I think for me that that gives me a signal that you know I need to contact her more, um, and I think for her and for other people, you know, social media is a way to social media is a way to reach out to others, uh, and I think you know it's really important that uh, when we're reaching out to others that we are able to the people that are. Are able to reciprocate that back because um everybody needs to be heard and listened to um, and we're gonna follow through on we're gonna follow through and follow up on that in just a moment uh, we're gonna take a little bit of a break break time and we'll be right back We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, When we ended the section this last time, before we took our break, we were talking about social media and the effects that it might have, positive and negative. And I ended on the note that we have um, loved ones that will reach out to us uh, just to um, hear back from us. And I think that that kind of leads us, um, and the importance of being heard, and and I think that that leads us into... Our next topic. So today is World Mental Health Day. Uh, it may not be by the time that you guys hear this, but today it is. Um, so the topic of this uh, World Mental Health Day is that young people and me- mental health in a changing world. Um, we just want to start this with a disclaimer. We are not mental health experts. Uh, we're here to talk. Uh, we're here to talk about it to make it feel more human and relatable. And uh, we can only share with you our own experiences and how we deal with it. Another um, thing that I would like to add in uh, per our post earlier is that uh, we want everyone to have a voice. But for those who are silent now, we want to give a voice to them. And hopefully we can empower others to uh, then uh, increase their own voice. So uh, without further ado, we're going to go ahead and start on this topic. Um, who, Who wanted to start us off?
0: So I think it's important for uh, everyone to know that mental health can affect anyone, any day of the year. Um, it does not discriminate. I mean, it could be as young as—I mean, my son's eight years old and he suffers from anxiety. Um, to it, it, it just doesn't discriminate. So I think it's important for people to know that it's it's it happens, you know, and it's and it's normal and it's human, um, and and it, sometimes they can get the best of us, but there's ways that we can deal with it and. And maybe, you know, someone listening out there will be relatable to us and uh, and learn from our experiences.
1: Yeah, 100%. So a day like today provides an opportunity for people to share and speak up more public- publicly about their own experiences. Like for me, for example, I've confided in Albert, you know, a lot of the close people. Um, I went through a very dark time. Um, I decided to make this drastic decision to pursue something that I wanted to do and I kind of just jumped in not having a plan I just wanted to go with the flow but it ultimately affected me in in a heavy way because there was a lot of series of events that led me to this very very dark path Um, I had a very good job Um, I thought that I had a really good life I completely quit that and I went to school to pursue something different, and I thought it was gonna be smooth sailings from there, but I just noticed that just luck was not on my side. Um, I've always had money. When I was going to school, I was broke. I was having a hard a hard time finding a place to stay, to sleep. I was hungry, and just luck was luck wasn't on my side, and I felt very depressed, and when I would get into those dark depressions, I used to I would talk about things that I wouldn't normally talk about like suicide for example I didn't particularly want to kill kill myself but it was a way of me feeling sorry for myself and I needed to break out of that funk but I didn't have anybody to confine into so what it was it was something for me to to deal with and overcome and over time you know it it affects people differently but Rico if you could just touch basis and you know Share your experiences.
2: Um, yeah, and and discussing this topic is super sensitive. Um, I think I need to be careful on what I say here. Um, just like everybody else, because there's two sides of this coin. You can either be the person that's going through depression, or you could be somebody that's helping support someone in depression. <clears throat> and then knowing the differences are really important. Um, I can't say one thing for sure for those who are in depression or in uh, some mental health situation uh, getting help is not easy it's not um, I mean you're you're kind of putting um, your mental health in a collaborative effort of other people trying to solve your issue including yourself so then there comes a point where you have to kind of trust somebody to help you with that uh, and then in the first place that might be a whole scenario why you might actually be having these Uh, Symptoms, and again, like like Nays said, um, it 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 can come whether you're eight years old, whether you're later in your in your life, like in your twenties, mid twenties, late twenties. It doesn't matter when, and then it can get worse over time. But the important thing is is that that you start to kind of recognize that. And then when you're sitting on the other side of that coin is is you're trying to support someone but how do you support them That's a really tough question to ask because you can either push someone away further into that darkness or you can find other situations or scenarios to where you can actually help them um how do you do that uh again like i said i need to be really careful with how i i kind of say you need to help this person um, but the first thing I would say is you need to make sure that you're emotionally available to help this person. Mm-hmm. Um, Albert, you want to share anything on that?
3: Yeah, I think um, for, a, for a lot of people, it's uh, not having the wherewithal to like even know how to start um, supporting or how to start reaching out on both ends. Um, and <clears throat> so one thing that happened recently that, that was really big in my eyes was that... Um, a law just recently passed in New York and Virginia uh, that made it a mandated, uh, it made it a law that um, all schools had to give uh, mental health classes, and uh, that's big to me because this is something that we didn't have as as kids and uh, we didn't necessarily understand um, growing up, and I think that just being aware of it is something that can be extremely effective in reducing uh the amount of people that feel alone and as a teacher um I think that for me seeing and knowing that students are going through it and that there are things that are out of my control it makes me feel really um heartbroken um and I try to do everything that I can to support support them in any way that they're feeling uh that way but at the end of the day, there's only so much that I I'm able to do, which is which is very difficult um, for me to 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 swallow. Um, and I think one thing for me that I I have to uh, be um, have to say with a little um, accountability is that I myself uh, was very hard on on people with mental health. Not that uh, I felt that it was wrong to have mental health issues or anything like that, but I also felt like it was easier to reach out for help than it actually is. And so for me, um, I think that looking back at some the way that I've felt about mental health in in past years and then the experiences that I've gained since then, I I really feel like it is extremely difficult to be on both sides, but also uh, to... Um, understand, it's not easy like reaching out for that help. You know, like it, it it sounds easy when you don't when you're not going through depression, but when you are going through this like crippling depression where you don't want to get out of bed, you don't want to talk to people, it might feel like it might feel like traveling across the world just to reach to uh, pick up a phone and call somebody that you love.
2: So, I mean, to that point, um, yeah, I agree with you, Albert it's a lot harder specifically in situations where you don't you're not insured Um, because insurance plays a big part in being able to get that type of support Uh, so what do you do when you don't have insurance Um, again I also want to be really careful what I'm saying but some of the good steps to take is um, reaching out to community health centers Um, if you want Honest and truthful answers, make sure that you reach out to your healthcare provider or local healthcare provider. Um, and if you don't have insurance, there's also those communities that you can reach out to. Uh, again, we were just talking about how social media is a huge aspect. Um, you can absolutely search, redo your research, and make sure that you're able to find somebody or something, at least a forum or something where you can discuss your issues. Uh, there's also um, hopefully everybody has a person that they can go to I suffer from depression every now and then uh, it hits me and I'm lucky enough to have somebody that understands when those times are coming and they can be there for me and they provide solutions for me or not exactly solutions but provide scenarios where it could possibly resolve that uh, my I guess before I even go into that depression so maybe have somebody that can do the legwork for you um And if you're the person doing the legwork, uh, just make sure that you reach out to the professionals that can actually provide that uh, information for you.
1: So I just wanted to break down some analytics or statistics. Uh, One in six Americans suffer from mental health illness, depression being the most common cause. Uh, Studies show that people suffering from mental health issues on an average live 25 years less than that less than others. I mean, that's that's crazy. Those are staggering numbers right there. Uh, what's unfortunate for us, especially in our community, is that minorities tend to not seek or they don't have the access for help or they just feel uncomfortable, like Rico and Albert was saying, to, to seek for help. Uh, maybe it's in the culture, but we need to get over that stigma and also that misconception that prevents us from seeking help. Uh, it's okay to feel vulnerable in these moments and you need to confine in people that you trust. Um, Also too, you need to know the difference between being sad and being depressed. That's a really, really big issue right there or something that you need to distinguish. Um, In a way, I think that we don't want to feel sorry for ourselves, but we don't want people to take pity on us, but we just gotta get over that, you know?
0: Well, I just think it's important because when I suffered um, anxiety or depression, I think I started, I think it honestly derives from like my childhood and not ever feeling like I had that stable like household but then it also like came back when I was I think a junior and senior in high school and um and it took a toll on me I mean like I was like hospitalized and um and and it was crazy because no one understands it or at the time no one understood it and um, maybe people around you don't understand it or they don't get it, and they think that you know, like it's all mental. I mean, it's not all mental, but it's like it's 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 all in your head, right? And um and and that's unfair because if they've never been through it, it's um, it they won't relate to it, and they don't know how it feels, and they don't know how like you know how how down you are or how deep you know into this um, sickness you are. So I think it's important to to find those people um whether it's, whether it's a mentor or someone that you um, always looked up to i think albert has always been someone for me and he's always been someone who told me like straight up and maybe that's you know what that's all that i needed you know like like i could you know be dramatic for like five minutes and just you know tell albert like how i felt and he would just like break it down to me and he would tell me like how you know how how it is like and he and he would tell me the truth and I always appreciated that Um, but some people may not take that you know lightly so you have to understand like where your points are to go for help and um and and just know that people don't understand it sometimes and people will criticize for you but 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 for me to tell you guys you know I've I've experienced it firsthand and it's okay to not be okay and people go through it, and I think as, you know, I went through it as a teenager and, you know, through being a young mom, I faced it a lot too. With um, with Daniel, I, I didn't have um, um, postpartum depression, but I feel like with Apollo I did because I was stable enough in my life where I could, um, I could, you know, like I, I supported myself. We, me and my family supported each other, and Apollo was something that I really thought I, I, I gained that um, postpartum depression, and, and it's okay. It's normal, and I think that's what people need to hear: is that it's okay to feel like this, but there are outlets that you can go look to, and be a part of.
2: Yeah, I think one big thing is is that um, if you do suffer from any type of uh, scenario where you do feel some type of depression or anything like that, <clears throat> we don't absolutely want you to feel like you're alone. I think that's one of the big things about feeling alone when you're in that scenario or in that mentality. Um, because it happens. It absolutely does happen. So one of the hardest things is seeking that help. Like Denise said, Albert has been one of the people that she's been able to kind of confide in and trust in. So if you don't have somebody to trust, how do you, I guess, um, trust your clinician or, or whoever you've been appointed to, to to kind of discuss these issues with? And I think some of the things you can ask yourself is, Is does this? do you feel respected by this person? Um, do you feel like you can... Uh, confide in in, in these details with this person, Um, and if not, I I know psychotherapy has been one of the biggest, uh, I guess, success rates in terms of um, handling mental health illnesses, Um, but I think uh, in this specific scenario, whether it's with depression or any mental health illness like bipolarism... um, I know one scenario in in, in my situation, I was a kid, there was a a psychotherapist who actually told me who they weren't the right person for me. They weren't. uh, So I know immediately probably my mom, I was too young at the time, but my mom probably actually took that offensively. But I think it's important to understand that those scenarios you shouldn't take offensively if you ever do run into that scenario because they might actually be doing you a favor and they're actually trying to point you in the direction of somebody that that really can help you so uh, with that being said um, there are several scenarios on why it's hard seeking for mental health uh, help Uh, that includes not having insurance that includes not trusting anyone that includes not having that one person that you can rely on Um, so one of the one things that I think uh, Speaking of social media, I think it's called, um, I don't remember exactly what it's called, but there is a, a therapy that you can actually use with your phone. Um, and then I probably won't be able to get it in this segment, but I'll try to have the, everybody at it.
1: We'll put the link in the description.
2: Yeah, uh, there's a there is a, there's a scenario, I mean, we're in a technology era, um, and in the technology era there's these ways where you can actually... Uh, have a I guess not a conversation but there's there's a path that you can take with your phone that I would try to help you with whatever mental uh, or depression that you're in and uh, it has a high success rate so anybody that doesn't trust anyone anybody that can't doesn't feel freely to be able to speak to anybody about what they're going through there is absolutely other technological advances that you can actually use for that scenario
0: that's interesting that you say that, cause I think I was a junior or maybe even a senior when I first like was forced to go see someone, and um, and it was when I like passed out and, and you know like the ambulance came and everything, and so like I, I I think I was kind of forced within like the hospital like rules or regulations or whatever like you need to seek help, and um and I went into those um those sessions like mad as hell like why am I here like this guy doesn't even know me like even whatever I'm saying to him is doesn't even affect him like he's not showing any empathy or he doesn't care about me and I think that's what's huge too is like we don't see people um on the other side of those like couches or whatever wherever the scenario is like we don't see people um, like us on those ends and so I think that's that's why a lot of people don't seek the help is because they they're they're scared of who they're going to see on the other end of that um, that table or the, those couches. Um, and it was interesting because one of my favorite actresses, Taraji P. Henson, she actually put out um, or she started a foundation um, named of her father um, was it's a mental health foundation to honor her late father. And it was you know, to break the silence by speaking out and encouraging others to share their challenges with mental illness and getting the help they need and trusting in these people who look like them, who act like them, who are the same color as them because I think that's important too. Like, you know, that guy who sat across from me when I was what, 17 years old, he was an older white guy. And no, like, I don't trust you, you know? Like, I want to be able to trust the, that person or, like, relate to me in some kind of way. and that, In that sense, he didn't. And so it was... It was. I mean, I haven't seen anyone since then. Um, but I think my my uh, my reality of this world today. Like, I would love to see someone like you know a younger woman who would you know like can kind of relate to me yeah. you know in in today's society. So I think that I think that's huge that Taraji P. and I and I applaud her for that because that's huge.
2: Yeah, um, and then um, what it what the word I was looking for was actually uh, telepsychology. Um, of course, it is or teletherapy. It's also called telepractice um, or distance therapy Uh, and it falls into a subject called telemedicine which is all like I mean we talked about social media earlier so it's all kind of falling into the same uh, scenario so if you don't trust anyone like some of us had had the opportunity or been lucky enough to trust someone um, seek that Uh, there's also the the, uh, the whole reddit situation and of course you want to be careful with the with the feedback that you accept um but there is help so also you have the podcast posse if you never need to speak to anybody yeah i
0: feel like anyone could ever dm any of us or even all of us in a group you know dm and and we'll you know try to hear you out and i think that's interesting on the other side too is like how we respond to people maybe we don't know how uh, mental health um can affect us but the way that we respond to those people is critical too because I can. when people come to me and this is why a lot of people don't come to me because I'm really like get over it like you'll be fine because I've been through things in life where like people think because I'm married like I have it all good but that's not necessarily the case like I've been through like bad relationships I've been through shit in my life where like I can give you know, like advice or, um, feed or just you're on your situation. And I think a lot of people stray away from that because they think I live a perfect life, which, which I totally don't. And so it's, it's, it's important to when you're responding to those, um, there's, there's certain ways to actually, um, to go about that.
3: Yeah. Um, so I just want to really quickly just say that, you know, the biggest thing for us to all have is just empathy. Um, I think that, Sometimes that's lost um, when we're discussing with others uh, about mental health or just thinking about mental health in in, in general. Uh, We think about it as, you know, um, when we were younger, we thought about it as like gothic kids that had black hair and like, you know, but when we, everybody that we encounter has, you know, it could have a underlying mental illness. And that's something that we need to be mindful of in all of our interactions, right? And so, like going back to the social media uh, take that I was talking or that we were talking about earlier, um, you know, cyberbullying and catfishing and all of those things that really um, can can deepen those those uh, depressions or mental uh, health, um, the illnesses. Uh, but additional to that is like you know, like when you're you know, at a gas station and a homeless man walks up to you and you automatically assume the worst of that person uh, without thinking that, uh, you know, uh, I think it's 26% of homeless people have have had a mental illness and those are only people that have been in homes, right? And so we're saying there's, you know, of the 74, how many of those have never been diagnosed? Um, talking about prisoners, 24% of state prisoners also have been diagnosed with uh, mental health conditions and so thinking about how did that play a part in the crimes that they committed or the, the decisions that they made um, as well as as well as thinking uh, uh, through you know um, 90% of those who commit suicide have had um, uh, underlying uh, mental illness. Um, and so just being empathetic of all the people that you come across, no matter their uh, paths in life, Uh, whatever got them there. I think that we need to treat people humanely um, and with respect because you don't know what they're coming from and you don't know what their mental state is. And so we just need to continue to be mindful of that as we interact with people on a daily basis. Um, Right now I'm getting a message from my uh, friend who's a veteran recently just got back, and uh, he was was, uh, talking with me about um, how... uh, Coming back, it's just it, it, It's a, a mental illness of its of its own. Like you, you have to deal with so much, and um, I'm looking at this right now, and it says that um, 18 to 22 people, uh, veterans, uh, die a day uh, from a mental illness, and so uh, we also need to just um, take care of those uh, that are abroad, also, uh, and just making sure that. Again, we're just being mindful and empathetic of everyone and their walks of life.
1: 100 percent, Albert. And, you know, we don't mean to be Debbie Downers, but we're touching on what's real. And if our testimonies, if they come across one person and it affects and touch them to where they want to seek help, then for us, to our standards, we did our job. So this might sound a little bit negative and this segment might be dark, but I feel like it is up to us to touch on these topics so nay she's going to close it out she's going to give you some phone numbers and information you know if you need to reach out for anything
0: i also think it's important to um to talk about the you know when people when people are coming to you for help too you know there's people who don't understand it like i said so you know it's important to educate them so they don't discriminate against you or you know like albert said like treating people with empathy or reassuring you care I feel like i'm that one friend who always makes sure all their friends are good but then it's like where you know like those people need to make sure that that friend is good as well right like that person that's always making sure like everything's all good and that you're taken care of or whatever but make sure that you know you cover that friend too because you don't know ever you don't ever know what they're going through um it's important to know too that <clears throat> there's a phone number you call if you're ever feeling down or feel like you know like you're at you know, to end to, you know, your, men- your mental illness or, um, but you can also, you can also call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline 1-800-273-8255 and they're available 24 hours a day. So, and just know that you can always reach out to us. Um, we'll always be there for anyone.
2: And for all of my Latinos out there, uh, I know we come from a very uh, difficult culture as to where if, Something something's wrong, you need to suck it up and deal with it. Um, it's time for you to break that chain. Um, don't feel obligated to follow in those lines. All due respect to your family. But um, I think it's time to break that chain.
3: Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. Not just Latinos, but I think um, men in general. Um, I've taken classes as a sociology major that... You know, say that uh, as um, as emotional as women are thought to be, men are just as emotional. But what happens? The reason that men die so much of mental illness, and uh, I mean so much from um, things that like mental illness or strokes even or heart attacks, is because they hold a lot of those emotions inside. Um, a lot of that. Uh, those mental illnesses, they, they don't, they don't express to others, uh, because they're told that if they, if they communicate that, that they're less of a man. Uh, so, um, you know, I, this goes out to all of our listeners, but, you know, I just wanted to say that because I think that it, that it, again, that is a chain, um, that it's needs true. to be broken. And so, um, you know, with that, Um, We don't we didn't want to end on on such a sour note, but, you know, uh, we do think that that is a a great way to end our uh, podcast tonight. Um, I also really quickly just want to um, ask that everybody go out and register to vote if they haven't already or and make sure that they vote in the upcoming elections. Um, mental health and a lot of other things are on our ballots and the people that we are putting into office have a lot to do with the policies that uh, change our our social outlook um, moving forward and so please do have a voice uh, in, in even if it's just in the ballots that you put in mm-hmm. um, please make sure that you're heard
1: exercise your rights
3: exercise those rights ex- exactly um, so um,
2: we can discuss the ballots, too, at some point before the election if you guys need us to. Yeah. But if you guys need us to, let us know. That's what the f- feedback is for. But
0: And in California, the deadline to register is October 22nd, so just in a couple of weeks. Um, but that is it for now. Um, please comment on our post. Uh, let us know what you thought, any um, any thoughts that you had that come to mind. Um, comment below. Like, share, um, and... And stay tuned to the next and coming episodes.
1: 100%, 100%. Podcast Posse. Podcast Posse. And it, also, too, if you're suffering from some of these, you know, depression disorders or, you know, mental health issues, um, just shout, shout us out on, you know, social media or whatever, you know, it might be. But
3: um, Thank you for listening to us uh, again. You know, we're here. uh, We're listening. uh, We we, we got our ears to the ground. We want to know what you want to hear. And we want to let your voice be heard. So um, that's it. Podcast Posse signing off. Signing off. We
1: are out. Bye.